spirit of the living god we acknowledge your presence here for the bible said that where two or three are gathered in my name there i am in the midst of them we are asking that you will communicate truth to us oh god let light shine upon our hearts oh god that you will expose every darkness oh god and the light of god will prevail father i yield myself for god in heaven even as i speak your word that lord you will speak through me oh god grant me utterance to communicate your word with clarity and that the people of the lord will be blessed and the name of the lord is glorified in jesus mighty and matchless name amen we'll just carry on from where we stopped last week open our bibles to the book of exodus exodus chapter 14 and we're reading from verses 10 to 15 and our usual manner, let's read together one to go. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And then they said to the Moses, Because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Verse 13, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Just to give a brief recap for those of us who are watching online, or for those perhaps who were here, or today is your very first time on a Sunday like this. I carried on last week by saying that in the kingdom of God, there are certain principles that power the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And the essence of those principles in God's wisdom is that it makes the life of the believer very predictable. Hallelujah. The essence of practicing principles is that by virtue of aligning yourself to the dictates of those principles, your, your outcome, all things being equal, is almost guaranteed. Hallelujah. And the reason why is because the Bible now tells us that for us as believers or as Christians, Scripture tells us clearly that in Proverbs 4, 4 verse 18, that for the path of the just, hallelujah, the righteous is like the dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory. In other words, until it attains its perfect day. And what I was trying to communicate here was simply this, that when God wanted to communicate his ideas to us, he felt that our IQ was so low, for want of a better word, that we could not comprehend it. And so for that reason, he began to use the elements of creation to communicate his idea. And so, for example, if you want to know your destiny as a Christian, all that God is saying is what? Look at the way the sun rises. Hallelujah. That is how your destiny is supposed to be. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Hallelujah. And so for that reason, when God wants to communicate the destiny of a, a Christian or a believer or his child, he uses various elements of creation to create in our minds God's idea for our destiny. Hallelujah. And then I carried on to talk about the subject of advancement and to say that it is the heritage of everyone that is aligned to God to move forward. 
Hallelujah. I said it earlier on last year, last week that delay is never the agenda of God for any child of God. Hallelujah. It is never God's design that you experience a delay. In other words, whenever you find yourself stagnated or stuck at some point in time, just know that God is not behind it. Hallelujah. Because God is very progressive, is an idea. Praise the name of the Lord. And so I said here that for us, although advancement, that advancement never happens on its own, that we must take responsibility to make it happen. And that brought me to the title of my sermon, which was what we're looking at the law of advancement. Hallelujah. The law of advancement. And I said quickly that advancement, for the sake of time, is the progressive move towards the fulfillment of one's destiny, despite the margin of opposition as a result of their involvement to God and his principles. Hallelujah. In other words, so long as you align yourself with God and his principles, the resultant effect of that practice is that you're going to what? Move forward. Hallelujah. And then I, clarified, I clearly stated that there were five pillars or six pillars that makes for advancement in the kingdom of God. Number one is the law of vision. Hallelujah. In the fact that you and I must have a vision. And that vision must be based on the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. In other words, you must have a clear picture of what God is saying. Because the reality of it is this. For you to move forward, you must see forward. Hallelujah. Your eyes or your body can only take, your, your body would only go the place where your eyes have seen. And then we looked at speed, or rather we discussed speed. But first and foremost, I said here that, you know what, that for us as a believer, when it comes to sort of vision, the Bible said that where there is no vision, the people would what? Perish. And so for today, I'm carrying on on the subject of speed. Hallelujah. The subject of speed. And I said here that speed is one that resonates with every individual. Hallelujah. And the reason simply is this. Because our God is a God of speed. The Bible says that when God created man, he said, let us make man in our image and his likeness that what? They may have dominion over the creatures of the earth. And so if God is a God of speed, then we must understand God's idea on the subject of speed. Hallelujah. Now we carry on. The Bible says here that what? In the, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 46. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 46 to validate how speed is relevant or how God is a God of speed. The Bible says that after Ahab had left, the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and as a result of that, he tucked his mantle into his belt and outran Ahab in a race to the city of Jezreel. That's to show you what speed can do in the life of a believer. Hallelujah. This is the reason why you need speed. Hallelujah. And so then we begin to look at what does God or what is God's idea behind speed. You see, when it comes to the speed of God or divine speed, you must understand that when you begin to engage the practice of seeking God's face for speed in your life, you must first of all understand God's idea of speed. Now, the Bible tells us clearly in the book of Genesis 1, from verses 1 to 3, the Bible said that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and as a result of that, that darkness covered the of the earth, and we know all the scripture, but the verse 3 is my key emphasis here. And God said, let there be light. 
for many of us, we read that scripture and we just end it there. But when you take time to reflect, then you will understand the degree to which light covered the entirety of humanity. Praise God. And just to give you a case in context, history tells us that the person who invented the light bulb is Thomas Edison. Praise God. And that it took him, technically speaking, three years to, inv to invent the light bulb. However, when this light bulb was invented, there was a limited scope to which the light could shine. Praise God. Hope I'm making sense. But now you understand that when God himself said, let there be light, could you imagine the degree to which or the speed at which the entirety of creation had light in equal measure? Hallelujah. That's to tell you God's idea of speed. And so then you begin to understand that why is speed necessary? Why is speed necessary? Number one is that what? There is no time. Praise the name of the Lord. The reason why you need speed is because we are living on borrowed time. The Bible says in the book of Revelation 12 verse 12, it says that therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. It says woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Praise God. Where do you and I live? Hallelujah. And it says that what? And the seal for the devil has come down to you having great what? Rust. Because he knows that he has but a short time. If the devil has but a short time here on the earth, so also do you and I. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so when you are understanding speed, you need speed because there is no time. Gone are the days when it, they will tell us, oh, it takes 10 years to accomplish certain things. But no, when you serve the God of speed, when someone tells you you will accomplish in one year what it took 10 years to accomplish, you begin to understand why God has to make it happen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two is that what? God's or speed is God's way of compensating for lost time. Praise the name of the Lord. If you have lost time, praise God. You know, this is for those, perhaps you got to know Christ at a very late age, so to speak. The way God will compensate for that time is lost is that what? He grants the believer speed. Hallelujah. And so when you are praying to God, Lord, I need divine speed, then you understand because if that passage I read earlier on, 1 Kings chapter 18, the Bible said that what? And Ahab had gone. Praise God. But as a result of the hand of the Lord coming up Elijah, Elijah outran the horses of Ahab. Praise the name of the Lord. Ahab was on a horse. Praise God. But yet, by the reason of the Spirit of God, Coming upon Elijah, Elijah was able to outrun to show that what the time that ordinarily speaking it seemed like he had lost, God was able to make or to compensate Elijah for the sake of the lost time. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three is that what speed is one of the tools for restoration. Praise the name of the Lord. Speed is one of the tools for restoration. Have you ever imagined? Why would God, for instance, we have heard several testimonies in the body of Christ. You will hear a story of a lady who perhaps had been trusting God for the fruit of the womb. And yet, at 40, she has no child. At 45, she has no child. At 50, she gives birth to triplets. Praise God. Why do you think God made that happen? 
praise God, to compensate for the time that ordinarily speaking, it looked like she had lost. Praise God. So you understand that divine speed is God's agenda for you and I. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for that reason, you understand that one of the proofs that you will know that you are operating in divine speed is when God begins to put certain people in your life. Praise God. Why? Because you need mentors or you need teachers. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible, or rather not, not the Bible. You know, there's a popular saying that says that if we have seen far, it's only because we stood on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead of us. Praise the name of the Lord. The reason why God introduces people in your life is to cut short what they took years to learn. You learn it in but a moment. Praise God. That's one of the proofs of you walking in divine speed. Hallelujah. And so you understand that if you're going to advance in the cause that God has called you for here on the earth, you and I need speed. Yes, we agree that we need vision because vision is that world where we are seeing what God will have us accomplish in our lifetime. But the reality of it is what? If there is no time, then we need speed. Praise God. And so don't be surprised when you begin to see in the body of Christ, people, for instance, who are, haven't you imagined it, that young people are doing great things in this day and time? Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because whether you like it or not, Jesus is coming sooner than you think. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming sooner than you think. And so for that reason, there is no limit or barrier to what you can accomplish. And so if you're going to advance in life, you and I what? Need speed. Hallelujah. Number two thing that we're going to be looking at today, which I want to dwell on what? Is courage. Hallelujah. If you are going to advance, remember I said that the essence of these principles is because so long as you align yourself to them, the outcome is almost inevitable. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so here, I mentioned that when God wants to communicate his idea of you or what he thinks of you, he begins to give you things that you are used to seeing so that you can understand his idea concerning your life. And so we look at another aspect here. The Bible says that the righteous, God was trying to show us who we truly are. It says what? The righteous shall be what? As bold as a lion. Hallelujah. In other words, when God expects you and I to exhibit certain traits, courage is one of them. Because you can say that inevitably courage is the act of being bold. Hallelujah. Courage is the act of being bold. And so when you want to know who you are, all you need to do is to watch a documentary on the life of a lion. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I remember, I think it was two years ago, we went to the zoo um, somewhere in Wales anyway. And for me, I was just so fascinated with the life of the lion, particularly the male lion. The female lion was up and about doing everything, but the male lion was just there, couching. And you know, when you watch documentaries, all you need to do is to touch the female lion. And then you will see what the lion can do. Yet, you ask yourself, the lion is not the biggest animal in the jungle, but it's the most feared. Praise the name of the Lord. But that would tell you what it takes, what boldness looks like. Hallelujah. And so here we've got to understand that when it comes to the subject of, of courage, advancement is only the portion of the bold. 
if you're going to make any substantial progress in life, irregardless of your endeavor, you need to what? Have the spirit of boldness. Hallelujah. You need to have the spirit of boldness. A man of God said that what? There are giants in everybody's promised land. My promised land and your promised land could be different. But if you're going to take possession of what God has given you, there is a giant occupying your promised land. And for you to slay the giant, you must what? Be bold. Hallelujah. For you and I to slay the giant, we must be what? Bold. And so therefore, it will take courage to take what rightfully belongs to us. I said it again last week that in the kingdom of God, God has given us everything. The Bible says, blessed be God who has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. However, it must take what? Boldness to take what belongs to you. Hallelujah. So we begin to go deeper. Hallelujah. However, you understand that the greatest enemy to courage is what? Fear. Hallelujah. The greatest enemy to courage is what? Fear. And one of the proofs that you are living in fear is that what? You are on the spot. You are stagnated. So perhaps you are wondering, do I have fear or not? The question is, how much progress have you made in your life? Praise the name of the Lord. Because you see, the essence of fear is to keep you from going anywhere. Remember the passage we read, the Bible said that, and God was telling Moses, why are the children of Israel crying before me? Tell them to do what? Go forward. Because if you want to meet God, God is forward. Hallelujah. God is what? Forward. God is a progressive God. And so as you continually move, that is the only way you are guaranteed of having God accompany you in your journey of life hallelujah and so paul was speaking to the church in romans and he said that for what you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but what you have received the spirit of adoption wherein we are able to cry abba father hallelujah but whether you like it or not you agree with that fear is a spirit hallelujah fear it's a spirit. So many times, you know, we are quick to say, oh, that person is demon-possessed. Guess what? If you're living in fear, the spirit of fear is possessing you at that point in time. Hallelujah. Whether you like it or not, if you are living in fear, fear is a spirit. Paul was speaking to Timothy and he said, therefore, I need to remind you. Now, if you understand the context Paul was speaking this, you understand you would more or less have an idea of what Timothy was living in. Timothy was sent to pastor a church planted by Paul. However, Timothy was very young. Hallelujah. You could imagine you being in your teens, for example, and you're pastoring a church of elders. Obviously, you are limited in, what, in how you're able to exercise your confidence or whatever it is. But Paul needed to remind Timothy of so and says, I need to remind you that you stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but what? Of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. God has not given us the spirit of fear, 
God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. If you are living in fear and you are a child of God, something is wrong and you must address it. Hallelujah. So then, how does fear come? Two primary ways, in my opinion, how fear comes. Number one is through sight. Because whether you like it or not, fear is very sensual. In other words, our five senses, it appeals to the five senses. Praise the name of the Lord. And number one is that what fear comes by what? Sight. The Bible says here in Exodus 14 verse 10, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted what? Up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians what? Marched after them. And he said, so they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. We live in a day that one will say that what? It is trying times. Praise the name of the Lord. All you need to do is to look around what is happening around you. And all of a sudden, you find yourself more or less subjected in fear. Because you are wondering, would it happen to me? A classical example is the COVID-19. Praise God. In the past, you can sneeze in public and they'll tell you, God bless you or bless you. But now you dare not sneeze in public. Because you are already afraid. Hope these guys will not castigate me thinking I've got COVID. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two is that fear comes by what? Hearing. Hearing. What are you listening to? Praise the name of the Lord. You see, Solomon in his wisdom said in Proverbs 4 verse 20, I think it was Proverbs 4.23, I believe. It says what? Guard your hearts with all diligence. For what? Out of it flows what? The issues of life. You see, whatever you hear and whatever you see has a way of influencing what goes in here. That is why the Bible says that what as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Why did Job experience what he did? He said, the thing that which I feared most did what has come upon me. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so here you see that hearing is one of the ways through which fear would come. And I would want to be ending this with the story of David. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17, from verses 9 to 10, it says, and this was, um, yeah, yeah, but this was not uh, Goliath, but Goliath made a statement and said, if he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him, and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel did what? When they heard, praise the name of the Lord, the words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. The reality of it is what? The enemy is in the business of buying and selling. Praise the name of the Lord. The enemy is in the business of what? Buying and selling. And the social media space is the quickest way you can use to introduce fear in the heart of any man. Because whether you like it or not, it just comes up on your face. And that is why you must be mindful. You must, just like how you have security guards, praise the name of the Lord, 
regarding a particular place from certain kinds of people entering into that place. The same thing is what you must do to your mind. Because the, the reality of it is a little living. Because you might watch something, you might listen to something, and it seems un, or rather harmless. But the Bible said that what? A little living. A little living. All it needs is just small news. And all of a sudden, you find yourself dwelling on it. And the more you dwell on it, the bigger it becomes. Hallelujah. So let's look at how to deal with fear. How do we deal with fear? Number one is must understand that fear is a spirit. And what do you do to spirits? You cast it out. Praise the name of the Lord. What do you do to spirits? You cast them out. The Bible says in the book of Matthew 16 verse 7, this was Jesus, and said that, and these signs will follow them that believe. It says, in my name, they will do what? They would cast out demons. Demons are spirits. Praise God. And they will speak what? With new tongues. Praise the name of the Lord. They would cast out demons. A classical example of Jesus showing us this was when he was telling Peter and his disciples in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 18, I believe, the Bible says that what, and Peter took him aside and began to tell him, oh no, master, far be it from you that you should, that such and such should happen to you. Not realizing that Jesus needed to die for us to be saved. Praise the name of the Lord. And all of a sudden, whether you like it or not, Jesus was as human as you and I are. And if he gave Peter much audience, Christ would not have gone to the cross. Praise the name of the Lord. Whether you like it or not, if Jesus tolerated what Peter was saying, it was only a matter of time and he wouldn't have gone to the cross. And what did Jesus do? He says, what? Get thee behind me, what? Satan. So in other words, if you must address fear, you must be willing to speak boldly. Praise the name of the Lord. If you're willing to confront fear, you must be willing to do what? Speak boldly. The reason why God gave you a mouth is to speak. Praise the name of the Lord. The reason why God gave us a mouth is to what? Speak. And this is why I say it. Never let the enemy have the final say. Praise God. Never let the enemy, what, have the final say. See what happened in this same scripture. The Bible says that what, and Goliath, when the Philistines looked about and saw David, he was disdained and he was only, for he was only a youth and good looking. And so the Philistines said to David, am I a dog that you should come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods and the philistines said to david come to me and i will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field praise the name of the lord if david kept silent that was game over praise god because you see this is how we win in this kingdom of god you cannot afford to keep quiet david replied and said you have come to me with a sword with a spear and with a javelin. It says, but I come to you in the name. Hallelujah. The Bible said that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for doing what? Pulling down strongholds and doing what? Casting. Casting every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What do you know of God and what are you experiencing? 
Anything that is not pleasant to your experience in life, so long as it's against the will of God for you, you don't keep quiet. You don't keep quiet. You open your mouth and you speak. Praise the name of the Lord. And David said what? This day, hallelujah. He says, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the host, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you. And what? And I would take your head from your, from you. And this day, I will give your carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds. Exact same thing that the Philistines said to David. Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, if, if Goliath replied again, David would have to confront him. Praise God. And so you see, the reason why I say this is simple. Many a times we live in an environment where perhaps people have spoken wrong things against you. They have called you, you are good for nothing and you kept quiet. That you would never amount to anything and you kept quiet. You see, there's a place for being rude and there's a place for fighting warfare. Praise God. Because many a times we read the scriptures, Isaiah 54 verse 17, the Bible says what? Touch not my prophet and do my, touch my anointed and do my prophet no harm. It says, you know what? For no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But it says what? Every tongue that rises against you in judgment. What is judgment? Final say. Praise the name of the Lord. And so someone tells you something you don't like and you keep quiet. You are losing the battle. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the God's idea is for you to go forward. And so if anyone is giving you a judgment you don't like, the Bible says in that same scripture, it didn't say God will condemn. That's, that's the funny thing about that same passage. It says you, you will condemn. For this is the heritage. It's our right in God. So perhaps there is a report you have received. You don't let the enemy have the final say. You can never let the enemy have the final say. If you are going to win in life, this is strategy for winning in any aspect of your life. If you are going to win in life for your marriage, for your health, for your children, no matter who the person is, never let the enemy have the final say. You know, my mother-in-law, if she was here, she would tell you, you, you don't speak anyhow in front of our children. You don't. You know, nobody growing up will say, oh, this child is a stubborn child. You don't try it. I'm deliberate about it with all respect because I understand the power of words. The Bible said that we know fully well that this earth was framed by what? The words of God. And so you understand that the destinies of every human being here is framed by what? Your words. So you must be mindful of what you speak. The Bible says, suffer not your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Or say before an angel it was a mistake. For why should God be angry and destroy the works of your hands? And so you understand that you must be willing to confront every judgment you receive. Your responsibility is to do what? Confront it with your own words. And it's not just arguing, oh, I'm, I'm not good for nothing. No. You must do it with the word of God. Because your words are empty. But the words of God, the Bible said that what? They are quick and they are powerful. And this is why you and I must be students of scripture. 
Because whenever we receive an unwanted judgment, our responsibility is to take the word of God wherein we are able to wage a good warfare. The Bible says what? Taking off the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. That sword is the word of God. This is the only way you and I will advance in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. And so in conclusion, someone said that courage is not the absence of fear, but what? The mastery of it. Because many a times we think that, oh, David may not have been afraid. He may have been, but his confidence is in God. Hallelujah. And so it is not to deny the magnitude of the challenge you're going through. No. The challenges are, are maybe there. The pain in your body may be there, but your confidence is in God. Hallelujah. That's the difference. I'm not making empty boostings. No. I know the God in whom I believed. And that is the reason why I will take necessary steps to ensure that what I make tangible progress. Hallelujah. This is God's idea for you and I. And so when we are talking about the threat of advancement, it is God's desire that you move forward. Praise God. It is God's desire that you what? Move forward. I pray to the Holy Spirit that he would sink this into your consciousness. Because then you begin to take necessary steps. Because you don't move forward on your own. Things don't just happen on their own. You must take necessary steps. And I trust the Lord to help us even as we take steps in this regard. In Jesus' mighty name. Let us bow our heads even as we pray. Just begin to commit everything that you have heard to God this afternoon. Begin to ask him for the grace. Particularly when it comes to being bold. The Bible said that the righteous shall be as bold as a lion. If fear is a spirit, there is a spirit of boldness. This is why the apostles, when they were threatened, never to speak again about the Lord Jesus. The Bible said that they said, look upon their threats and grant us boldness that we may speak. There is a place for boldness. So why don't you open your mouth and pray. And say, Father, help me to be bold. Help me to be bold in the face of adversity. Regardless of what I'm confronted with, oh God. For my strength is not in myself, but in the power of God. The Bible said that some trust in chariots and horses. But our trust is in the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Therefore, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for the spirit of boldness. That Lord, O oh God in heaven, from onwards, O oh God, we begin to make progress. To charge ahead into the place which you have called us unto. That Lord, only by so doing, are we able to take full delivery of everything that you have ordained for us in Christ. Therefore, Father Lord, we just want to say thank you. If you are yet to give your life to Jesus... That is the first step to making progress. Because the Bible said that only those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so perhaps you are here today and you are watching me online. Or perhaps you are here and you are yet to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The days that we are living in is too tragic to live your life by chance. God is desiring to save. Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart and he says, if any man will open, I will come in and I will sup with him. Therefore, if you're one of those people this morning or this afternoon, why don't you say with me, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. 
forgive me of my sins cleanse me with your blood for I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary and on the third day you rose again help me to walk in the new in the new creation reality even as I confess you as my Lord and Savior in Jesus mighty and matchless name amen amen